Hello and welcome to another edition of On The Run with MTD CNC, a podcast we broadcast every Friday afternoon slash evening at 6pm, where we go through all of the uh, activity that we've been up to this week and have a little bit of fun along the way, hopefully, hopefully, that depends on who I'm normally joined by. And today um, I have the pleasure of being with uh, Chloe. Hello, Chloe. Good afternoon. Hi, Paul. How are you? Very good, thanks. This is not the first time I've seen you this week. We've been out on the road quite a bit, haven't we? Lots of stories to tell. Um, And Colin. You, once again, how are you doing? You enjoyed it so much last week, we've invited you back for another one. Yeah, or you've thanks. invited yourself. Thanks very much. <laughs> you keeping it right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Paul, absolutely fantastic. We've had a great week. Thank you for inviting me back. Didn't That's think it. I'd get, after, after abusing last week, I didn't think there'd be a recall. I thought it was a great show. Went on for about 40 minutes, like today will. Um, and 40 minutes might sound like a long time, but we've got so much to cover in this show. Um, I've got a few uh, things along the way which should make it a little entertaining as well. But firstly, as always, a few shout outs to... Um, our listeners. Now, Ray from RDL wants a shout out. We all know Ray. We've been to his place a few times. He listens every week. He's just purchased some new sliding headlights as well. Some more machines going in there. So uh, good evening, Ray. Um, we've got Lee James from Metalite. Uh, myself and Chloe were there this week. He listens to and wanted us to give his company a shout out. We'll talk about what he does there at his business in due course as well. Uh, David Baines from Manufax uh, wants us to mention his company um, producing large industrial engineering solutions for the aerospace and defence industry. Uh, the list actually goes on. We've got um, well, Joe... Do, do a few more later, Paul. Come okay, on. so Jolie and Lisa from the uh, from the Myra Technical Institute wanted a shout-out as well. Um, we met them this week. A few more of those, if you have uh, posted to us, we'll, we'll mention you throughout the show. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about what we've been up to this week. Uh, and as I said, I've got a few few other things to talk about on the, on the way. I've got a question for you guys, actually, um, oh. and for the listeners, um, this one. And I'll, I'll publish the answer next week, but... Um, what I wanted to ask you is, it's a question, and it's relating to uh, the two, I found this out this week, the two world's leading machine tool manufacturers. Now, they're both based in Germany, okay? Now, I'm going to tell you which the second is, or the one that comes in second place, but I'm going to ask you which one you think is first, because, and I'm not going to tell you the answer. I'm but not I very want good you, with geography, let's I, I, just I, put that I, on want, there. It's in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, Colin. Always a pleasure. Um, so the uh, so number two is DMG Mori, who reported a 2.7 billion US dollars in global revenue in 2019. Um, so who's number one that's bigger than that? And as I say, it's the two world's leading machine tool manufacturers. 2.7 billion. I was going to say Chiron, but yeah, you're going to say Chiron. Is that your oh. guess? Okay. You just, uh, you've just seen me write that no, down. Honestly, you I'm can't not even doing spell this show. You, you were cheating last week. You're cheating this week. No, I've, you know what? I I do not know. I was going to say Hass. <laughs> They're American, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely. So um, that's a question out there. I mean, who do, you'd be quite surprised at the answer. Know. We will. Don't uh, leave will us an, hanging. I need to I know. An, I will announce it in next week's show. So let's get on with it. Right, this week. What a week. I tell you what, it gets busier week on week, doesn't it? Monday, we started um, our first visit was at Gemini Prototypes. Lindsay was there looking at the installation of a new Joe Mars machine. They um, are, and this is a bit of a theme running through today's show because there's two or three companies we visited that have been toolmakers this week. And I know we've got some um, points on some of the the products that they were making. But Gemini uh, Prototypes, based in Aylesbury, just purchased a brand new Joe Mars machine. They've got some brilliant, and I'm hoping to maybe put some pictures over the top of this podcast. But if not, you'll just have to wait for the video. But some of the tools they were making there um, were really good. In fact, Lindsay spent the whole day there in the end looking at um, some 
beautifully surfaced, finished components, some huge electrodes. I can say I don't know. Some great I don't qualities. know Joe Mar tools that well, to be honest. I'm assuming mold, mold making things like that. Big machines, big mills. Well, no, the, the, these Joe Marts are the Sparker Roses or the. So I'm roses. completely wrong there. So no, you I'll, obviously I'll don't know. I'll get this out. I don't. I do apologise for that. Okay. So Joe Mars is a, a, a really um, big manufacturer of, of product. In fact, Eurospark have been selling them for oh, right. many years here in the UK. They do very, very well amongst general engineering and um, very good value for money machines uh and uh, their fuzzy logic control is very very easy and uh conversational as well so if fuzzy, you're a, i've got that on a washing machine yeah if we could, you, well you got it on your head as well some fuzzy <laughs> stuff so that was on that was on monday um tuesday we were out uh well hold on can i just stop you there because oh, we me and chloe went out oh yeah we did i forgot we went, we went to monard and we had a great time oh fantastic yeah they are we couldn't show many parts because they're all flipping NDAs, aren't they? Yeah, so we took a few are. sneaky ones, so we'll put those out and then get told off, but hey-ho. That was a company we went to, actually, as well, a few weeks yep. ago, wasn't it, where the guys weren't too keen at yeah, that point? Yeah, we just camera. did a little snippet, but we went into so much detail, didn't we, Colin? And the bloke was... I can't remember his name. Martin. Sorry. Martin, he was fantastic. He'd been there for 20 years, left for a bit, and then come back. Yeah. And he's just... The stuff that they're doing there is just extraordinary. It's really, really good. Love their mills, well, the Doosons. Absolutely love them. Mill milling and turning. And he was shouting about... Aut Auto when you think automation, you think, well, what do you think? If I said to you automation, what would you think? Just one answer. Robot. What would you think? You can say robot as automation. well. Sliders, robots, everything like that. Michael Locke, he said, this is the best way to automate a mill. He said he absolutely loved it. He had a big table out and he said, we could load this up over and run it overnight. He's looking at another yeah. one, isn't he? He is. Don't tell Matt Janessa. He'll be like... Oh, sorry, Matt. <laughs> Just take that back. Are, 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 is it all do sound machines in there? I it's not all, but they're sort of bringing more through at the moment. Absolutely. But, they love them. Yeah. Because Martin used to be, I'm sure he used to be the gentleman I used to know that used to work at Edge Fine. I think it was Edge Fine. Don't know. Back in rugby Don't many, know. many years ago. But it is, yeah, it, it is rugby, so it might well be. Yeah. Good. So it was a good visit. Yeah, brilliant Great visit. visit. Yeah. Well, poor guy was so nervous, though. He was shaking like a pooping dog. <laughs> he really was. But how, did, how did he come across, though, when he was actually on the on the camera? Did when he was on awful. camera, awful. He, was no, he was really no, good. stop it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Come on. Chop, chop. Um, so Goering, I was at Goering on Tuesday, and I know you've had some conversations with him, Colin, but one of those fabulous facilities Goering is right next to the um, to Villa Park. Don't talk right about that. Oh, well, you, oh. You, you, would, you would know. You've been there many times, haven't you? Yeah. Not Villa no, Park, but to no, Goering. Yeah, I've never been to Villa Park. I think my dad would disown me if I yeah. did. But um, I've been to Goering quite a lot of times. Dave Hudson, all the team there, fantastic facility. And they've got two, they've got a lathe, they've got a mill. And it's just incredible facility, yeah. Before we talk about what Joe saw on Tuesday, you were there yourself, Chloe, weren't you, a couple of weeks ago doing some, doing some videos. And you were doing it on 3D printed tooling is that right yeah so they invested in a plastic 3d printer a couple of years ago i think chris weston was very heavily involved in that and they've actually now um bought a metal printing so they're doing the plastic sending it off to the customer and then when it goes into production they're printing it in metal and it's just fantastic the what way metals I'm not too sure. We'll okay. have to wait for the video to find out. There you go. Oh, back um, at it, Colin. But they're doing whole um, like inserts, everything, and it's just fantastic to look at. And is this full production or is this just development? Full production, yeah. Research? And they're sending it out to the customers. That's it, done. So they're not actually... Obviously, they've got a lathe where they're making prototypes as well, but they're sticking them on the metal printer, doing them all, sending them off to the customers, and they're using them. And it's just a great way to utilise new technology. Hold on. Just to reiterate... 3D printing inserts that go straight out to a customer for Yeah, and, and tool heads as well. Wow. So you can, you've got the tool heads and then you get the inserts from Goering as well and it just all goes together and that is the product and it's just Blimey. fantastic. I know this is something that might come up as well in a bit because I know <clears throat> we were at Sandvik as well 
this week, but um, creating printing tooling, I can see so many benefits to it. Certainly when you think that you can begin to design the tool in the best way the tool can be designed, if that sounds stupid, or probably Correct, does sound it does, stupid, yes. but cooling chambers and things like that, getting... Yeah, right. getting the coolant out in the right, right places, swarf evacuation as well. If it's getting wrapped up around that tool, you can create different um, indents in the tool so that it's able to chip away as well. So Goering to be able to provide that service and send it out straight to the customers. And customers can come back, oh, can you just change this? Yeah, no problem, we'll just print another yeah. one. And it's specialised for that customer. Obviously, they have off-the-shelf stuff as well, but to be able to go into this, this part is just great. But Brilliant. Accuracy, well, though. I mean, 3D printing, I didn't think it'd go to that sort of tolerances, but obviously does. It obviously does if customers are wanting more and more. Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, uh, what did Joe see then, Colin? He, he was talking about 3D printing of inserts. No, I'm joking. He was, to, well, as he told me, Goering are very well known for their mill, milling cutters and taps and things like that. They're not so well known for their grooving range. So he, was, he was looking at that, but they've got a new parting off tool as well. So doing a similar job to grooving, as you'd imagine. I was just imagining there, hold on. Yeah. But this does the actual um, parting off as well, so he's, he's reviewing that. You're a bit of a groovy yourself, aren't Thank you? Thank you, yes, you've seen me on the dance floor, really bad, oh, fell oh, over. On the music note, did you know that the man that invented the guitar, uh, the guitar, the guitar could never play <laughs> <laughs> The man that invented the guitar could never actually play it. Why not? I don't know, it's just a walk fact. The tour, but can't walk the walk. Yeah, it's just, oh. but imagine that, inventing something that you can't even play. So the guy that actually developed the guitar, can't, couldn't even play it. Oh, it was a banjo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Carl, okay, moving on. Moving on. Right, so we're on, on to Wednesday now. Um, oh, actually, we can't finish Tuesday before no, we talk you about MTI. The, the, the Myra oh, yeah, Technical gosh, Institute. MTI, how can we forget that? What a, what a great place. Um, Chloe, you tell us. Well, we didn't really know what we were in for, did we, when we went? Geo was just like, come with us and have a look. And we went in there, and this facility was just absolutely unbelievable. Apprenticeships, scholarships, PhDs, everything that you need to know about new technology and engineering. So they're doing cyber hacking, they're doing fuel uh, cells, and it's just the place there that they had and what the people, not even kids, you can, Colin, you could probably go do one, you, you'd struggle, but I think it would be quite good. Brutal. But the stuff that they learn on is just out of this world. Yeah, the, uh, it's, it's all about emerging technologies in right, automotive. Yeah. It, well, I did speak to Gio and he told me they have 35, I think 35 OEM, OEMs there, so your BMWs, your Toyotas. Yeah. He told me they do crash testing of dummies and things like that, so Paul got on there straight away. But uh, wind tunnel and autonomous cars, did yeah. you know? And you went in the wind tunnel. I did, and the autonomous cars asked if you had a drive. You can tell by your hair. The, oh, come on, the, that was a good one. An autonomous was, car. Did you have a drive? It was very good. Help it was me very here. Good. Help the, me here. the autonomous um, vehicle one is is really interesting. And uh, what, what I thought, what you mentioned, Chloe, as well about the cyber side of it, you I don't was, think I was it, so interested. It, in it's that. a whole module. It's a whole. You know, they, they basically when they've got a whole yeah researchers and um, lecturers that are teaching this subject, which is about people trying to hack into an autonomous vehicle and actually you know you imagine that we were we said on the video that we did if you sent a vehicle to go and pick up your, your groceries or what have you, you I, I, i'll tell you what i was walking through northampton last night as you do and one of those robot vehicles <gasps> near well are lives they, are they around it, yeah i've got a video of it maybe yeah. we'll cut it in and it came past me <laughs> 
and I tried to I tried to nick something, yeah. and it zapped me with electric shock. No, it didn't, but it, it just it was amazing. Yeah, well, yeah. The, well, this is this is the thing with these autonomous vehicles. They need to protect the general public and the people that are in them from attack. So you imagine, you know, um, somebody sees a, a vehicle going up the road, and they they a terrorist or however you want to describe it wants yeah. to try and be one step ahead so that they can infiltrate the uh, the how it works, and and they've got a whole. Yeah, they've got to stay one one step ahead of the game. That was one of the areas, wasn't it? A but lot of the stuff was top secret that we could see, shh. and that was the best thing about it, because you just wanted to go. And they were talking about the test track and stuff, shh. weren't they? Top Don't secret. Tell me sh- they, were talking about, they were talking about the test track, up, and they've got... Um, or fo- is it foliage? Foliage? Yeah. Foliage? Where <laughs> did you suddenly become? <laughs> covering the whole test track, so you can't even see over there. And there's only one and another site that you yes, knew about. Yes, there, uh, there is one down in... Um, in but Milbrook, they're the only two yeah. that they, they do it at. And obviously, like you said, Toyota and everything, they send their cars there because it's one of the best wow. places in the UK. And to have that right on our doorstep is incredible. And the other point there about the electrification of vehicles and um, using hydrogen, the advancements and, and companies looking to use hydrogen in the future and the fact it's a very clean fuel and it could be the next thing on to the electric, electric vehicle. But it's all about, you know, training people in and educating them into the latest advancements in the automotive. A point I've got about electric vehicles, because you were you were thinking about one, you say, oh, it's going to be a nightmare getting it charged and things yeah. like that. If I forget the night before, I actually this morning saw just a row of Teslas being charged and these guys couldn't go anywhere. So, it's like a Tesla graveyard yeah. sometimes, isn't it? Where they just... That's what concerns me. I mean, they, they're talking about the batteries getting better and better and they're talking about that as well at the Myra Technical Institute. But part, I have to say before we move on from this one, because we've given it um, quite a bit of airtime and it deserves it because it was a, it's a really fantastic place that we're going to be work, doing a, um, uh, working in partnership with Zeiss there doing like a, an open day where we're going to be getting students in and we're going to be talking to them about taking a part from manufacturer through to inspection. And it could be the start of, um, you know, a, a good relationship there. with Any the, particular part or you can't say at the moment? I think it's going to be, I, I wouldn't want to say it on air now, but yeah, it's going to be a pretty, from a well-known... Um, a complex, high-end part. Correct. Okay. Yeah, high-value part. So that was Tuesday. Then uh, Wednesday, halfway through the week, we had uh, Geo was here in the studio doing some technical corners with, in fact, the company we aforementioned, uh, Zeiss. Uh, Colin, you know a little bit more I about I do this. know just a little bit. It was the Vision One, which is a, and I've used this phrase before, a game-changer. It's a first in the world, opti- let me get this right, optical inspection and Gio gave an example of what it's for. It's lots and lots of small parts. So you're checking for the surface finish, burrs and things like that. And normally if you've got, um, if, you, if you're inspecting it, you've got to zoom in and zoom out and things like that. This is pretty much as he describes it. And obviously you need to see the video to get a better description, but it's just like looking at it, just magnified. So. If you've got, for example, a magnifying glass, you've got to zoom in and out and things like that. This is just like looking at it. And it's a first and What does it pick up all the... D- the Down at the top side, everywhere. Absolutely. Right, okay. So it's really impressive stuff. And I'm probably, I'm probably undersold, or massively undersold it, and I do apologise for that. But it's, yeah, as Gio said, first in the world, game changer. Yeah, yeah, well, it's going to be a good, some good... I mean, the Zeiss Technical... Technical corners in general are a really, really popular um, product that MTD CNC supply. If, you, if, you, if you're watching this now on YouTube, you scroll down the page a bit, you'll see a whole playlist dedicated towards our uh, technical corners, which we talk about machine tools, inspection products, cutting tools, tooling... Um, you know, CAD cam, software, uh, software, the whole shooting match. Uh, so that was Zeiss on Wednesday. We also had uh, Mark and Lindsay were at KUKA. Um, now, this was all about, this was something that's a little bit far from my intellect. <laughs> I don't know a lot about welding. 
What do you know about it, Colin? Not a lot, but far from your internet, that, that, that leaves loads of stuff going on, though. it really does. <laughs> what I would say, well, this is, because welding, I'm thinking TIG welding, MIG welding, things yeah, like that. With we robots, saw, I suppose. Uh, well, this would coke. Cooker, but we saw some welding when we went to Steel Fab because they had a welding competition. Do you remember that? I did. I don't think. Did you? Were you there when I was filming that? That was amazing. What these guys do with their oh, with that their was welders. the artificial intelligence, uh, not the artificial. Oh welding. no, that was when we we they trained us how to do welding, didn't they? And mine, I got oh ninety eight out of a hundred, and you got hold on seven. Oh, fantastic! But anyway, we digress. Kuka have they um, work with Thompson, and it is friction welding, whereby and obviously this is an audio program, but it's two tubes spinning. Op, um, in very simple terms, opposite directions, builds up heat and welds. That is, again, very simplistic. Steve Malone, great guy. Yeah, yeah, really is, yeah. Bidirectional, we used that top, that Bidirectional. last week. So both going, both going in different directions. Um, did you know, another fact here, a lot of, I've got a few facts. Oh, oh dear, did you know that you are 13.8% more likely to die on your birthday than you are any other day oh, of the year? Why? Well, uh, it's quite obvious, isn't it? What, what do you do on your birthday? <laughs> Celebrate, open presents. You're not going to die. Oh, I'll open a present. Oh, no, I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, oh, mate, I've, I've been on one of your birthday parties and you do a lot more than that. I can okay, no, fair enough. Yeah, we won't say any more, but leave that to people's imagination. 13.8% yeah, more likely to die on your birthday. Okay. It's a good stat. Where do you get yeah, these so figures from? Well, I just Made-up.com. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Also on uh, Wednesday, we had uh, Joe was at Sandvik, and this is yes. this again takes us back a little bit to the, the the cutting tool and the 3D printing. Did you say he was he was he was talking to them about that too? There, but he was a bit of a theme. He did well. A number of things. He did five videos, but one of them was about the. Let me get this correct. The R390 LW. Now, do you know what that is? No, can you tell us? No, I'm asking you, do you know what that is? No, I'm joking. It is an indexable cutter. Add the inserts, but it's a 3D printed body. Okay. So it's a lot lighter than the big ones, and it's great for your boring and your, and your big depths. I'm loving in, that everybody's in, going into this 3D printing. Well, it is. No, I haven't finished. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. That's sorry. right. So it's much lighter, good for long-reach applications. So you can still use it as an arbor. Okay. Do you know what an arbor is? No. It's where you leave your boat. <laughs> no? Okay. Arbor extension. But you, with because of this, come on, Carl, you're going to have your baby soon, aren't you? Sorry. <laughs> Having to labour early. <laughs> yeah, that, don't do it. Yeah, no, well, yeah. Um, uh, but you get better surface finish and better tool life. Mm. The great thing about this 3D printing of, of tools is the fact that, and I've seen this in various, the creation of various products, is you can use different materials within the print. So, for example, if you wanted to reduce the weight, the, the durable areas you could print out of a different material to what you could the rest of the body. So oh. that, that can, in itself... Be better well, for balancing, you, be better for weight distribution. That's a possibility. Sorry, when you're when you've printed them as well, sometimes they need to be heat treated and stuff like that. They have to go through a phase and sometimes they shrink as well and expand. So with different materials, obviously if you're using a twenty mil cutter, you'll have to make it at thirty mil because it's gonna shrink and I'll probably ask someone else to go into more information on that. We'd have to do actually some work on that, but I just don't understand it. It still baffles my mind how we can be 3D printing these tools and sending them out and people are using them day in, day out, because it's just fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really good innovation. We've been talking about it for quite a few years. We, it's, only, yeah. it's only still not getting into the mainstream yet. But that's interesting, because I've only really been in this industry six, seven years, and you see, notice how much things are moving on and changing. So robots, 
you know, there was only one or two when I started. 3D printing probably didn't even really... It exist. did exist, obviously, but... No one was investing in it, were they? Absolutely. But now it's just, you know, everyone's going looking at your robots, your automation, your 3D printing. It is a way... And it's getting more production level, isn't it? I think a couple of years ago as well, we were talking about how we are so far behind the rest of Europe, the UK, as a, as a nation. But now I think... I remember when people used to say, oh, your job's going to be taken over by a robot. No, it's not, because the robots will still need programming and you still need those skilled people to do it. And I think people are so scared of moving into the automation because not they're so behind or stuck in their ways, but it is a huge step for a customer to, to move into that yep. thing. But once they do it, they will they will never go back. But it lets skilled engineers do skilled engineering exactly. jobs rather than loading a billet. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, I think this is something that um, Tony gun uh, in the states has been uh, this week in fact if you follow his his feed on linkedin or the mtd um what is the sort of current global side of the uh, the platform he's been in various companies this week and they've all implemented robotic lines um they've Im implemented software to track efficiency on machines and and that's what they're saying they are saying actually they are recruiting more people now they've got this equipment and this is in the states than they were before they had it and, and that's the same here. But I think that what's happened here in the UK is people have just chosen apathetically, mm -hmm. I think, to not embrace it because they don't really need to at the moment. And well, they they do need to. They I know, I know they to. do need to, Colin, but I think they've kind of like got to a point where they've, they've almost been forced, forced into it. Forced to do it, yeah. Mm. It's a bit, I'm trying to think of something in our domestic lives where you, 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 you need to do it, but you just don't do it, you know, and I can't quite think of one at the moment. Have a shower. <laughs> <laughs> no, but talking automation, actually, another great example was um, we saw Peter, and I think I mentioned this last week, because Peter at Apsley Engineering have got, they've got their, their fixed head machines with the bar feeds and things like that, but they've got the Matsura, and it's a 7235V from memory, correct me if I'm wrong, but they run that with the, all the pallets, and can, can you remember how many yeah, pallets? it's 35 pallets. It is 35 pallets, yeah, wow. it, hence the name. But he showed me some figures, I've got posted on MTD Network, it's got 95% uptime. Spindle. They work at five days, only five days, I say only five days a week, but he's got the pictures, 95% of the time that spindle is turning, so mm. it's absolutely phenomenal. I want to just say at this stage, before we um, talk about Metalite, Chloe, that... Uh, this is something that we're hearing in the mainstream media now, which is good as well, and and very much so on our MTD MFG channel. Um, follow that channel if you want to hear about the latest in manufacturing news, manufacturing output uh, and trends. They have a brilliant podcast which comes out every uh, every Thursday. That is, uh, if you if you dial into MTD MFG, you'll be able to listen to that. Um, Stuart from Jefferson was saying about how you know we are noticing a you know a, a, almost like about a real good economy bounce back in manufacturing aren't we and i think that it's seven i think i saw something yesterday gdp is going to be up seven percent this month something like that which wow. is huge yeah i mean it's obviously a much lower base but that's a great but also positively talking to a lot of our customers this week um one of which we'll, we'll, i've been at the morning mill cnc um and then the engineering technology group who myself and chloe were with the other day amongst others are reporting that april has been one of the best months of trading they've had for many many years which you know you've got to look at and go oh this is really good news i know what there's gonna be a big problem though isn't there no machines that they're gonna run out yeah. and the one thing that i've been hearing as well is a lot of people bring in manufacturing back to the uk and that is just 
just something for my ears. It makes me so happy because we were talking like with Brexit and everything like that. A couple of years ago, I was sending everything off to China, sending everything off to America. It is so good for things to be back in the UK because we actually have the skill set. I don't understand. Obviously, I understand it's cheaper and things like that, but having the skill set here in the UK and be able to do it in our own little hub is just heartwarming. It really is. But also yeah. with that, we've got the skill set, but you don't have to order a whole container load of things. That will you get stuck in a sewer canal. In a sewer canal. <laughs> <laughs> or you have to put them in the bog because they're rubbish. Yeah. But also quality as well. You can't, well, so we've done that one, but um, lead times. Yeah. Six weeks to get a boat over from, I don't know how long it takes, but you know, you're talking two months, six weeks, whatever. Whereas, oh, this is urgent. I need it. Or maybe not today, but I need it. In two or three days, yes, we could do it. And mm. boom. Yeah. It's really good. So let's talk about Metalite. This um, this was a brilliant visit, really, to a, a company in Swindon on behalf of the Engineering Technology Group. They've just purchased, we talk about automation, they've just purchased a Quasar machine. Um, this was on Wednesday this week. Uh, a Quasar machine with a Euroa pallet system uh, attached or interfaced to the machine. Is it pronounced Euroa or Eroa? Seriously? Doesn't. Either or. Okay. E either or. You yeah. say potato, I say potato. Potato, yeah. Okay. And... and Talking to the uh, Lee James there, who we, we gave a shout out at the start of this show, I really wanted to find out why he purchased not just a Quasar machine, but this um, Uroa system with it, instead of going for a, you know, what we see commonly as a, a machine that's got total integrated automation that comes as one. And his point was, was you know, he was like, well, you know, it's obvious, isn't it? And I was like, well, no, no, it's not. I, I, you know, I need to know. Tell me why. And he says, well, basically, because I've got more flexibility now. This Euro system, let's say, for example, my Quasar machine at the moment is doing billets that are 200 mil by 200 mil. I've got 30 off a week. I've got 200 off. I know what I'm doing. This pallet system is ideal for it because the size of the pallets, the quantities and all the rest of it. Let's say my business, like businesses have in the past year, changes direction because... Of, for whatever reason, I get new parts, new products, um, and those pallets aren't really the best way for me to make these parts. Maybe I need more pallets that are smaller. So what do I do then? Am I, I'm, I'm restricted because I've got a pallet system that's dedicated to a particular size job. I can move that Euro system onto another machine, and I can purchase another pallet system to put onto the Quasar machine. I've got more flexibility with this units, two pieces of hardware being separate than I have if they're all together. Who integrates and it though? It's all an engineering technology group okay. solution. They are the they are the person to go to. They don't just go to Euroa, Euroa. They go they don't just go to Quasar. Yeah. ETG are the sole people right. to go to. And yeah. I think the fact that they've got such a good relationship I, even when I was at ETG, Metalot was always one of the customers that we were talking to. And obviously we used to help them with the applications and everything. And the amount of machines that they had from ETG anyway, yeah. you knew that, that trust was there. And he was just over the moon with his machine, wasn't he? Yeah, and, but he, he was so adamant that this, surely this is a better way, isn't it? Mm. You know, and, and the communication between the two, you, you can never raise that as an argument against it because the Heidenhain control communicates with both um, sets of hardware, which which make it, you know, um, so it was very, very great to see. And a business that was absolutely flying. And we saw um, some multiles there that they were making for soup cups, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Which was, yeah. Really, you know, soup, soup, soup cups. Oh, soup, uh, soup where cups. Where you get your soup in. Yeah. Where you get your soup in. And I just misheard him. I thought he said super cuts. So that's the where I'm getting my the, hair done. The, 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 the male and the female side. And the actual female side, the polish inside of this, this Oh, they got bore, rid of the polishing application, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, by using Hypermill software, they basically wow. make the, 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 the female part of this tool and they were machining it, interpolating this bore. 
and before they had to take it off the machine and go and polish it f f for finish. Now they're using Hypermill software, the processing time, the the, the machining um, strategy, all the cycles has made the surface finish that much better. They don't need to polish it. Using the same tooling? Using the same tooling, same machine, just, so just different, different software. Software, wow. yeah. Okay. That's the power of software. So um, that was uh, at Metalite on Wednesday. Thursday, uh, we had Oracle Precision. What was Gio up to there, Chloe? Do you know? He was talking about SolidCam, wasn't he? Yeah, SolidCam. Do you know much about them? Um, not really. Oh. I was never a really a CAD CAM person. I just did the training. So, do you want to tell us, Colin? Nope. There you go. That's pretty good. No, I do. Yeah. I spoke to you about that one. So, SolidCam programming. They've got the sliders. Now, you're thinking sliders. That's it. sliders How many yeah. different axes does a slider, like, a slider have, if I can say that? More than one. Correct. Yeah. I mean, you've got, you've got both spindles. You, you can have, a, well, I'm thinking X, Y, Z, A, A, C. Some of them have oh, 12, I've seen. Actually, just, uh, you try and program that. You know, it'd be but an absolute are, are we then suggesting that the software that they supply is better than what the machine tool provider supplies? I mean, I that don't know. I don't know, but I know that the solid cam makes the I job very, very easy. It advances it advances your engineering aspect. So obviously, you've got a you've got a machine like Citizen, which is absolutely great, like you said, all those axes. But a solid cam must just be a benefit of that kind of utilizing your machine. It's, even it's more. like buying a, a quasar and using Heidenhain and then sticking and a then hypermill on top. on top of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. It. Look how much more um, material you can get off. And like you said, they've they've completely with Metalite, just to go back, they've completely abolished the polishing system. So mm. them doing solid cam, yep. fantastic. Yep. And, and just making it a and lot, lot they've easier. just got, haven't they, taken ownership of an, uh, a star sliding head lathe to go into their technical centre, I believe, at, at um, solid cam. I, I don't, I'll be honest yeah. with you, I don't I know. I believe that's that. been part of the, the partnership and I right. believe we've been invited uh, okay. to go and actually Ooh, film yeah. this um, this partnership as it unfolds. So it's always interesting. Yeah. Uh, R&D tool leverage. Now, when I saw this company, I thought to myself that was something about government finance. Uh, no. Research and development. Oh, look at you, oh. R&D leverage, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's not. Oh. It is about what they are world leaders in moulds and tools for plastic bottles. Don't all you eco warriors out there say about plastic bottles? David Attenborough. To be quite frank with you, it's not our problem, it's our kids' problem. So Thanks. there you go. How's that for being I'm politically, years than you. politically incorrect? How many years younger? I dispute that. Oh, that's a very low blow there, Chloe. How dare you? Anyway, these it is plastic, plastic containers for, and you probably won't have seen them, Paul. Chloe definitely has because it's for beauty and cosmetic products. Not that you need them at all, Chloe. Oh, thanks, Colin. Absolutely. Well, there's a big shift. Have you have you been uh, recently had um, any water out of a can? Have you seen you can buy I've water? I've got a tap at home. Shh. There you but, go. But I went into a supermarket <laughs> the other day, and literally all the water that you bought um, was was out of a can, either sparkling or still. It was quite bizarre to buy, but but a lot of these uh, manufacturers are going back to the to the can. I've as seen a lot in oh. cardboard. You know, like a milk carton, sort of type in like a cardboard but that must still have a bit of plastic in it yeah well i don't know but all of these all of these um changes and innovations should we say are all need tools to be made for them of course they do and these guys are they are world leaders and are using the edge cam software to design these for the end product but they used to outsource it all but as is usual you can't i mean they probably had good subbies or whatever making these but they weren't getting the quality they needed. So bring it in-house. So Edgecam is part of Hexagon, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the group that, that we're yeah. talking about. And yeah. that's that's a great manufacturing process too. Absolutely. Yeah. And these, these tools are going down to accuracies of five microns. 
funny you say that. The wet, another tool we saw on Wednesday at Metalite was that one for the um, optical, or what do you call them, contact lenses. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my, oh, God. What a complex tool that was. <laughs> I could this, see because I don't need it was, contacts. It was making five million contact lenses. Um, and then it would need. Then it needs all of the inserts redone. How many was it? It had six, didn't it? Interchangeable. And then after five million, they yeah, had, to had to change, change the mould. Yeah. And all of this tool was to five microns ac across, corner to corner, end to end, all and five microns. Think, let's just a million, hair. A yeah. hair is fifty microns. But how big is a rabbit? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Oh, okay, Von, you've got to keep on the change <laughs> if you're going to do this. Toes. If you're going to do, do this show, Clive. But in, it, it is though. Hair, fifty microns, just to give it a. We won't look at Paul because he's got yeah. no hair. Yeah, you won't be able to use me as a yardstick. No, yardstick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about then, Chloe? Moving on to uh, what you did yesterday as well. SRD. Ooh. Okay, SRD. Me and Lindsay went there in Bista. Um, sunny day, lovely day. We spoke with Chris. Um, and it's a fantastic facility. They have got eighteen Dusan lanes all in one section and it was just so great I, I also spoke to charlotte who's a woman in engineering um and they were talking about open mind and their hypermill software um they'd just i think it was last year they changed over from a competitor who i'm not going to name um but they will bet they would be benefiting benefiting from saving up to £20,000 per year what? just by changing over and utilising that CAD-CAM system to their best of abilities. And they said um, that Hypermill is only half an hour down the road from them. Obviously, with COVID, it's a bit difficult, but they've been on hand. They've had people come in, the applications engineers, if they needed to send anyone for training, they're just up the road. And they said it's absolutely fantastic. But and they've also, sorry, 18 months ago, you went in and had a look at the Matsura and we did a catch-up with that and they are over the moon with it. 20 grand saving. Don't give it all away because it's obviously in the I'm video. I'm not going to give it all oh, away. It's a little, little teaser. So they were just saying how, yep. they're, uti how they're utilising it. So but obviously we did a video with it and I actually yeah. spoke to the, the bloke who was... Um, who was running the Matsura because obviously it's a five axis machine and it's got pallets on it, 15 pallets, I think. They were stacked in three. Yeah. And they were, used, they were using tombstones as well. They got in touch with the ventilator, not got in touch, but they did the ventilator challenge as well. And they are able now, because they've set that up and they've got all the hyper mill, so you've got all your programs, one program, two program. And it's two, two up, so one side, the other side. And then there's four variations of this part. So the customer rang up and said, look, we need this part. When can you get it to me? Tomorrow, within 10 minutes, it was up and running on the machine. Yeah. And it's just you utilising those programs. It was fantastic to see. And it was quite difficult for us to get people on the shop floor to talk to us because it, there was so much going on. Mm. Day shift, night shift, for only 24 hours. Amazing. Because they've got... So you go, Paul. Sorry. Well, if, if I get Hypermill installed on you, does that mean I'll save £20,000 a year as well? No. Or make Not with an that extra £20,000? No. <laughs> Honestly, you, you two are just <laughs> tumbleweed moment. But they had, at SRD, great, great machine shop, huge. They've got some citizens, because I know you did a couple of videos. Yes, we did. A few for you. And a great story about when they got their first citizen because they quoted a job for two pounds and the bloke just said don't don't even bother mate and it's like well, why that's because 20p is nearer the mark it's like well how do you get this down to 20, 20p slider got a citizen they were saying that they leave that for weeks you yeah. know they can just set it up the bar feeder is absolutely huge and they might be possibly investing in another one so there's something for you colin oh okay so i'm straight on to that no doubt that's good <laughs> good that's what we're here for uh then today friday well, this Correct. morning I've been at Mill CNC um, with uh, Tony Dale looking at the brand new Doosan Lynx 2600SY, and there is a Y version as well. Um, I think the, you, when you look at a machine that's been, um, and 
you know, we, we were, it was a pleasure to be invited there. The machine hit the deck in Leamington Spa last week. It's already sold, um, that one. And there's another one that's, that's on the water that is sold as well, but they're bringing more through. I always try and look and identify with things that really are different and that people would, would like to know about and be interested in. And one of which is that this particular Lynx model has an 81 millimetre bar diameter, Ooh. true bar diameter. 81 mil. 81 millimetres for a machine of the footprint that it has. Yeah. Albeit it's slightly bigger than the Lynxes that you would you would have seen maybe at Monard and yep. other companies. It's got an 81 mil bar capacity with a 10 inch chuck. Um, it's got a 12-station turret with 24-point indexing. But Doosan also have this um, patented uh, sort of solution on their turret, which means that certain areas of it are air and oil cooled, which means the, the, the tool holders can run faster, or the driven tools can run faster, but less heat is generated That's as well. That's what you need, really, don't you? Yeah. Which means that you can, you know, if you, if you can run the tools faster, you can obviously make parts faster, yep. maybe get better surface finishes. Um, it's a really, really nice looking machine. And of course, Lynxes. Um, well, I'll ask you this question. How many Lynx machines do you think are installed around the world, Chloe? How Roughly. Around the world. Be bearing in mind, I sold Lynx machines back in 2005, <sighs> 2006. Yeah, Paul sold them, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's got to be in the billions, I suppose. Yeah. Billi billions. 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 I'm going to go more realistic, I think. Oh, cheers. 10 million. No, I think Lynxes around the world machine tools, 10,000. 40,000. Oh, wow. Approximately oh 40, God. Yeah. So, I've got the wrong end of the stick there, so it's baby brain. <laughs> Millions. Forty of approximately forty thousand. <laughs> every machines. Joke, every person joke. in the world has got a Lynx machine at home. Yeah, <laughs> they need to. They need to catch up on their sales. So so their sales really, teams are doing very well. Really, a really, um, really great, really great visit there. Forty. I mean, the the, the rely. Let's say. Do you know the, where most go into? Machine they're, shop. They're such a good general purpose machine. Not even they, to that they, they, they really are. They they the part we looked at this morning was a, a one hit machine in parks. It was a sub spindle machine, but yeah. there's there's no real restrictions with these. General engineering, precision engineering, whatever market sector, the Lynx is a is a good seller. Definitely. Even even you know aerospace and all the rest of it. I'm gonna stop you there. Any more shout outs? Uh, we have actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, we have. Love a shout uh, out. We've got the shout outs. Um, we've got uh, Simon Humphrey from Future Design and Doug Two in Luton and Dunstable. Keeping those oh. spindles turning, they wanted a mention. Um, Paul from Rotec has been in touch. He's just had new machines purchased. Uh, Andrew from Unilave, thanks for um, the recent videos produced. Yeah, well, which we, we've been to Unilave as well. So um, so there's some good shout outs. I've got one. Clive Shackleton, granddaddy, will be listening to this. So. I can't be. wait for In the Doghouse. Very excited for that. Yeah, oh. so yeah, how's that going, Chloe? All right, it's been raining, so we haven't been doing much, but obviously I'm moving. I'm going to be moving house and the dog needs somewhere. It's a German Shepherd, by the way. So, so it's what not... are you doing? Just explain for those Okay, so obviously my, me and my granddad are engineers. He's the one who uh, I followed in the footsteps of. And I asked him, I said, granddad, even bearing in mind he's 82 and he's bored at home with my nan, obviously, during lockdown. I said, like, would you do me a favour and make me a doghouse? And he was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. So I asked Paul, do you mind if we do like some videos? And he was like, yep. So each week we're going to be drawing it, making it. And it's, it's more carpentry, but it's still got the engineering aspect in it. And it's... Um, week by week, we're going to be building this doghouse and see see what problems we come against. More importantly, what's the dog's name? Bronson. Okay. Bronson. Yeah, Charles. Um, 
just before we conclude, and I wish you all the success with that, Chloe. Thank you. And uh, love, love to keep in touch with that. And you'll, you'll be able to obviously see that across all of our social um, platforms. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, as we always say. Before we do finish this one up, well, is well, there any... In go on. You have done... What, what are you doing next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gone oh, to oh, that. shut up. Sorry. Is, yeah, is, yeah, is there any, any, interest, there, any interesting things you've seen this week or anything, any interesting facts that you've learned for <sighs> yourself, Chloe, while well, you've been out I and about? Not we necessarily went, engineering when we went related. to Metalite, the yeah. things that they were doing there was incredible because they were doing a lot of, lots of pharmaceutical stuff as well and we didn't even go into the laser etching did we mm. they've got a really clean laser etching bit which um we were really intrigued about in the little intricate part so that was really nice to see okay what, what about you colin it doesn't have to be an engineering it could I've be got, anything i've got nothing to be honest you, you put me on a spot yeah. there i'm sure i've got loads buzzing around That's in my such mind a busy life, haven't you? i've got one i no. heard a word <laughs> i heard a word i want to know uh -oh. whether you know what this this means right it's pogononophobia what is pogononophobia it is uh, scared of pugs. <laughs> Sorry. Fear of plastic. No, it's the fear of beards. Hey. Would you believe? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Someone said to me, because I only had a shave yesterday and I was there the other day and they said, it's lucky I've not got... Yeah, yeah. They, they said, it's lucky I've not got pogononophobia. And I thought, what the hell Yeah, yeah. Pogononophobia. I'm gonna, no, I don't believe. I don't believe. People are going to have to go around the world Googling right now. Okay, so next week, well, luckily, Monday is bank holiday, so we won't be out Ooh. anywhere on Monday. Tuesday, we're at Renishaw. Chloe, I know you're there. There's a webinar going on, is there? There's a webinar, yeah. My, uh, I think quite a lot of the team are there at Renshaw and I haven't been to Renshaw for about six years and I know they've got a brand new showroom it's all not top secret there but they're quite enclosed because of the technology they're doing so watch out for the video because it's going to be really really good good stuff I know we're also back at Solid Cam next week I know we're at Mass Plus uh, in Wellingborough another tool maker that's got injection moulding machines seems to be a bit of a theme at the moment um, that's for Eurospark on, isn't it that is for Eurospark yes uh, we've got technical corners here in the studio plenty of those I'm just looking at the calendar that now technical is that for Hoffman? No, no, Gio. Actually, I spoke to Gio. He's going out to Hoffman because John, what's is it? Wasket? He's not very. He's not been very well. So uh, shout out to him. Wish him a speedy recovery. Gio's meeting up with Tim Patterson. So I just wanted to wish him well. Absolutely. Wish him all the best. Yeah. DMG podcast. DMG Mori. I've got to get that right. Sorry, Stephen. I D do apologise. Is there a DMG Mori podcast? There most certainly is. Gio and Mark doing that. Okay, Ooh. yeah, coming next week. And you can catch all of our podcasts across all of our channels: Spotify, iTunes. Um, what are the other ones? Uh, YouTube. Um, I don't know. On the MTD CNC website. You can, Apple, Google. There you Apple, go. Google. Um, final one from me. Colin, how many dimples on a golf ball? How many dimples? Oh, uh, I know this Not one. On your I know golf, the, golf uh, ball. 153. No, 336. Well, I've got a quick one, though. We're starting the. Uh, MSC have got a new product coming out. It is an absolute, and an, I'm going to use the phrase again, an absolute game changer. It really is fantastic piece of so software. Um, we're starting the process in terms of getting that promoted, so that's starting next week. I, the, I've watched some of the videos about this, and the figures in terms of cycle time, MRR, etc., are absolutely astounding. Well, don't leave us hanging. What is it? I can't tell you. It's from MSC, though. Watch this space. It is coming soon. Good stuff. How's that? Okay, brilliant. Guys, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very thank much you. for joining us on this podcast. <laughs> uh, don't forget to uh, to tune in every Friday um, to listen to what we've been up to in the, in the week that we've just had and what's coming in the uh, days and weeks ahead. Thanks for listening. And some shout-outs. We need shout-outs. some shout-outs. Thanks, guys. Thank you.